Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> Joining us for Season 8, Episode 12, Recap of Castle. I'm JJ Snyder. Yeah! Why not? Thank you. Thank you out there. That's our studio audience out in the interweb. Yes, it was a good episode. That, that was some serious mm-hmm. applause. This is my co-host, Lucretia. Lucretia, thank you for being here today to talk about Castle. Well, I'm happy to be here, actually, in the morning for once to talk about Castle. Who wouldn't want to wake up with Castle? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And you guys, uh, uh, thank you for being flexible with us. We're live at 1130 mm. Pacific Coast time right now. Um, and that is just for this week. It's a long story, but there's a lot of uh, scheduling issues going on this week because it's yeah. Oscar week here in LA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I don't think I'll be able to get out of my house on Sunday. <laughs> is that? Oh, do you live by yeah, the Yeah, I live theater? right by the Chinese theater. <laughs> oh, wow. They shut down the whole block. Pretty much. Yes, fantastic. Hmm, I wonder if Nathan and Stana will be going to Oscar parties this week. (laughs) Surely. Doesn't everybody go to Oscar parties? I think so. It's definitely, it's like the Super Bowl of Hollywood this week. Uh, But that is no matter because we are here to talk about the blame game. (laughs) What did you think of this episode? I actually really liked it. To me, uh, yes, we've seen this story like a hundred times or whatever, you know, and so many things. But for Castle, to me, to do that was really good because he is a problem solver. And to see them separated but still being the ones to solve the problems in their specific rooms, I like that. It just reminded me of Saw a little bit, the Saw series. Oh, man, the whole setup. Like, if you're claustrophobic, this is not your episode. Um, the, so, the whole idea of being locked in a room with people and something about that window shade going up and there being like lights there in a wall that that whole idea is just like a nightmare to me Woo! but very mm-hmm. different episode um i'm sure that um this episode really had a different tone than the rest of the season we're hearing that from people on the message boards already wouldn't you agree yeah i mean and that's the thing is like this was actually really well written even though it was kind of predictable it was mm-hmm. still fun <laughs> It was really, really fun and suspenseful is the word being thrown around. Speaking of the message boards, we're talking about the message boards of our show live on YouTube. Um, we'd love you to join them. It's a real fun way to interact with other people. And while you're there, hey guys, if you're watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Please give us a thumbs up, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get it out. Woo! 
But Christian and I are a little tired today. <laughs> yes. Isn't that right? For mm-hmm. different reasons. Of course. Yes. Yours is more interesting. Well, and if anybody watches the X-Files after show, you're well aware I was drinking scotch to get over that horrible finale. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Lucretia had two uh, glasses of scotch, which mm-hmm. is very castle. Yeah. Isn't it? Yes. Um, also, if you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, thank you for listening. That's all no, I was no. going to say. I was waiting for you to kick in there. <laughs> I know. I was like, what's she going with here? <laughs> I, I, was, I was waiting for you to talk to the people on iTunes. Talk to the people on iTunes. All right. Thanks for listening there on iTunes. And while you're listening, could you please rate us, give us a review so we can keep Castle on the air? That's right. Okay. So this episode starts off um, in the apartment of a, mm. a young blonde woman. Mm. She's getting ready for the night. Um, right away, I just knew she was probably going to be in for it. It wasn't going to be good for her. And, uh, she kind of walks out of the room, walks back in the room. And it's that, that terrifying moment that we've seen before, but it never fails to terrify <laughs> me. And that is someone wrote lipstick on her mirror and you see that register with her, a really bizarre kind of circular little epitaph. What did you think of that? Mm. Yeah, I thought, what is she, a pretty little liar? I mean, what is? Uh, what are we having here? <laughs> and uh, we see a figure in the background and bam, bullet through the back of the gal and blood on the mirror. Yeah, that was a really well shot scene to me. The direction of that, just the way that they did it was at least really interesting. I mean, come to find out she was not as significant to the story, which was, I thought was really interesting, but yeah, I mean, it did That's start true. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is different. Oh, mm-hmm. do we have a photo up right now? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great suspenseful shot. This is from later in the episode, but mm, we love to see Beckett and Castle together mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. She kind of, so she, she was a news producer, mm-hmm. as it finds out, Emma Matthews, and, um, she had just gotten a promotion at the news station to be doing the 11 o'clock news. And, um, so right away, the, the idea was that possibly the guy she beat out for the job was going to be guilty, which was another news producer. Yeah. And it, so they brought him in, but that was, that was a, not a good lead. No, it actually just became, you know, way bigger because you realize Castle and Beckett are both gone. And of course, this means Haley and Alexis to the rescue at first. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So we got Haley back in this episode because we've been missing her a bit. And, um, you know, and, and, and we've been seeing a lot of Martha and Alexis together. Yeah. But starting out at that lunch, um, <laughs> at the very beginning or like a bre- they're having breakfast together. And I love that scene. That was an adorable scene. Yeah. To me, that being the opener was just so cute. My favorite line was when Alexis says, you know, he's just going to keep pouting till he gets his way. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's yes. so funny. It's, she's clearly the adult. <laughs> yes. So the premise is that Castle's gotten a call from Stephen King's people mm-hmm. and he wants to meet up for wait 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 for it collaboration that was my favorite line <laughs> yes he was so excited and then they didn't even really care and he's like oh yeah. oh it was, was so, so funny cute. and then martha had a really good line too right after that she's mm-hmm. like if you think you're gonna get top billing after stephen king no, <laughs> no, no, yeah. dear. no that's not gonna happen yeah that was such a mom burn <laughs> yeah she's like a diva that was great <laughs> Okay, but he's, he is off. He's been texted the address to this building and he's presumably going to meet Stephen King. And I think it was pretty clear when he stepped off the elevator into that hallway mm-hmm. that this was not what was happening in this hallway. It was, I, it was bad. 
Yeah, I thought maybe it's Stephen King playing a joke on him. That would have yeah. been funny um, because he's a Yankees fan, and then that broke my heart as well. So I guess no one's perfect. Oh, did you catch that about yeah. the Yankees? Yeah, <laughs> he's the, like, oh, yeah. he's a Red Sox fan, but no, I'm a Yankees fan. That's really why we don't get along. <laughs> yes, yes, I like that. That was cool. Um, and uh, then when the lights started to go out one by one, I, me too, Castle had that moment of, of going, oh, okay, you're playing a joke on me, mm-hmm. Stephen King. Oh, okay, I get it. And then we basically cut to him waking up in this kindergarten room. Yeah, that's why I was like, that's an interesting thing. I was wondering where they were going with this, being in the kindergarten room. So at first I'm just like, hmm. And then, of course, he wakes up with three other dudes. And, you know, no one seems to want to play ball. But I can tell you, um, the, uh, Todd, as we first learned him. Yes. I kind of knew from the beginning. Did you that guy's, Todd? that guy's fishy. See, you're good. I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I thought they all three were innocent, uh, right off, you know, the bat. Took me a little bit while, a, a little while to get suspicious. Although in retrospect, him saying he was a preacher. Yeah. And, and not having a partner in the other room. It's like, oh, duh. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, such a nightmare set up to be locked in a kindergarten room. And the art direction was so mm-hmm. good. I felt like, like all the supplies and all the signs on the wall, like really brought me back to what a kindergarten room really looks mm-hmm. like. That was creepy. American Horror Story Castle. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It was. It was. It was like a mini horror film in this one episode. Um, all right. So Judah, Simon, and Todd are the other guys he wakes up with, and they're they're feeling pains in their shoulders. Yeah. Hey, now, when they discovered that symbol, not all of them had it, but when they discovered the symbol that was on them, yeah. did you at first think, oh, my God, they were given tattoos? Because I was thinking it was a real tattoo at first. No, I didn't think that. I was like, okay, so the ones with the symbols are going to be significant to some greater purpose. So yeah. I thought that was, you know, and Castle didn't have one, so. Yes, exactly It wasn't right. about him. Yes. <laughs> All right, so cut to back to the 12th precinct, and about this time, Beckett gets a text, right, with this address and from Castle mm-hmm. saying, come here now. And I thought, oh, good, he got to text her really quick before he was abducted. Is that what you thought? Yeah, at first, at first I didn't think that Beckett was going to be involved in this because we, you know, only see these guys in the room and how they're going to get out and there was nothing kind of spoiled in any previous. So yeah, I thought it was interesting how it kind of turned it around and made her the target. Yeah. Yeah. The the second target and how he coupled yeah. people up. Ooh, creepy. Um okay, so we've got Ryan and Espo. Oh, we saw we saw uh we saw Lainey back on the crime scene. And, um, so we've got Ryan and Espo on the case and, um, they now are both aware that Castle and Beckett are missing. So now mm-hmm. cut to Beckett in a room of her own, which in her own little nightmare mm-hmm. with these, with these ladies. Yeah. But only two ladies. This yes. Time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I was like, what, why is there only two? And then I think the, the device of having those cameras mm-hmm. go on and showing the screens of the other people in the rooms like that was very very creepy. Yeah. Total orchestration by whoever was doing this. Yeah, I mean, he did a really good job of literally making sure every little nook and cranny was covered. These mm-hmm. rooms were like perfect and creepy, which I'm guessing, you know, we find out later it was his parents who had these. But yeah, all the little bits he went through with the camera and showing people just to like 
get them to kill each other basically yes okay we're gonna we're gonna go off topic for a second because sophie wants to talk about beckett's look for this episode Mm -hmm. you know i always like to talk about beckett's hair um i thought her hair was a little different she did look a little different in this episode um and when she stepped out in the hallway Mm -hmm. a little later in the episode i noticed that girl had some platform heels on actually it's probably around the time that photo that we have was taken uh, did you notice that? She yeah. Some heels. Only Kate Beckett would look like a model um, when you're trapped in a room. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being, oh my gosh, being a cop and wearing those giant heels? But hey man, it's TV. It's glamorous. Yes. Okay. So back on topic. So we know now they're both trapped in these rooms and... Um, there is uh, an unlocking of clues. So we had that big episode with the bee being let loose in the room mm. and the one guy who's allergic to it being stung. Yeah, I was like, that seemed very odd and put there. It was a little yeah. bit too put there for me. I mean, it was kind of like, oh, look, there's a bee. Oh, no, I'm allergic. Oh, no, it stung me. Like, it yeah. was a little put there. Yeah. But it did get the whole... I guess it, what it did is it helped them really further the idea that this person completely had this orchestrated mm-hmm. and that there were these really complex clues all over the room. Yeah, it's like the cigarette and too, like on the girl's side, they also had the cigarettes had peanut butter in them and she's allergic to peanut butter. So it's like he did like all this creepy research. Like, cause do people post like on their Twitter or whatever? They're allergic to peanut butter. How are you going to know that? Totally. Mm. And then I start thinking backwards. How did he even get Beckett's cell phone number yeah. to text her that like there was an enormous amount of of research that went into this by a sick sick twisted person yes okay so uh ryan and espo didn't have a huge role in this episode um although they did um they did kind of help back at the precinct a little bit um but no great like personality really kind of yeah. fun bits for them. At, yeah, which right is now, what right? we're used to seeing is they're yeah. the comic relief. So that was a little disappointing. We didn't get any of that. But the story was really good. So I was like willing to forgive. Yeah, totally. I think like it's just, you know, they'll have episodes that are centered around them later in the season. But um, for all intent and purposes, what's that? I'm like, I guess something just started playing. I was was like, that yours? Oh, wow. Yeah, it must be. Lucretia has something playing on oh, her wow. laptop. It happens. Um, so, uh, okay. So after the beef sting, then, um, they start to unravel that the clues aren't as obvious as we think either. It's sort of like you got to take it a step further. And I had noticed the clock on the wall was stopped. Mm-hmm. before that. Did you notice that? I'm like, oh, it's at 3 o'clock. What does that mean? Because then I started being like a sleuth. Yeah, I started looking around the room to seeing like, okay, what what means what? Because, you know, they're looking for all these clues. But yeah, like, is the 3 o'clock significant? Or, you know... Yes. What else is in here? So, one of the guys gets angry and um, you know someone's going to blow their top pretty quickly. And I, I also started, personally, I started to think, oh my gosh, if... If I was in a room like that, you would have to really rely on the other people not to... You'd have to really trust each other. Like, okay, we're in agreement here. No one's going to kill each other. Yeah, and that was, to me, is like... I mean, that was his whole point, I'm guessing, was to get them to try and kill each other. But luckily, Castle and... Oh, let me try to remember his name. One of the guys? Yeah. like Simon, Judah, or Todd? It was Judah. Yeah. Okay. And that was the thing is Castle and Judah are both very calm, very wanting to work this out, working together. And then, 
you know, as we know, Simon uh, is a little bit of a hothead, and Todd is just creepy and kind of, you know, suspicious. Yes. And um, Castle did kind of take on the leadership role right mm-hmm. away. Like, he started going like, no, guys, he's messing mm-hmm. with us. Let's yeah. use our minds and figure this out. Um, so they... They figure out that they they save him because of the clock. They realize the the one the hand the one the hand on the one and the hand on the three mean give the guy both vials of one and three, and that will bring him back to life from this anaphylactic shock he's going in, which luckily worked. And I'm like, man, that was a lot to go through for that poor yeah. guy's body. I was like, what? Ah! It was brutal. Um, and then when they pull the clock off the wall, then they find another clue. Yes, uh, you know, and it was really interesting, all these little clues and how they fit together and all the the process that he went through to, I mean, poison himself, you know, yeah, just to get them to try and kill each other. Absolutely, mm-hmm. right? And turn on I their know. spouses and everything. I know, that's what I thought later, too. Totally, absolutely. The foaming at the mouth mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Yes. Um. So when the... Uh, the the one guy gets mad and he grabs the axe off the wall, which of course <laughs> yeah. is like a rubber axe. Rubber. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really the first sign of violence, like someone like losing it. It was all, it was very Lord of the Flies. I thought like, okay, here we go. Yeah, it's not like they've even been trapped in there for like what? I mean, I don't know how the time was going by in there, but it obviously wasn't that long. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, how are they gonna how are they gonna get out? So they um, Castle realizes that that axe though like the fire axe on the wall actually has a key at the end of the stick which was awesome so he was able to turn it in the door and unlock the box and there's a gun and a note which basically says you know have at it like whoever's left gets to live yeah and we're like okay here's the game so this is all a game right so now they they know like they know what they're in for like this yeah. is someone's sick experiment um Totally, totally creepy. Okay, let's look at the message boards for a second here, and let's see what we got. Um. Oh, were Castle and Kate not hiding their relationship anymore? Yeah, I kind of thought that, if you think about it, like, it's interesting. Yeah. Because this was, like, a way to have them be able to be together, but they're still presumably hiding their relationship. It was kind of a storyline outside of that. Yeah, because nobody was actually thinking about that at this point. It uh-uh. was all about trying to get out of there. You know, uh, Alexis, Haley, you know, uh, Ryan and Esposito, everybody's just trying to find them. They're not even thinking about it, you know, because technically they are still married. So if somebody were to target one of them, they would, you know, assume that they would still care about one another at least. Or they might even not kn- know that they're broken that up. they're separated. Yeah. Yes, that's, what, that's exactly what I thought. Um... And so speaking of other people knowing, so Haley comes over uh, to Castle's house and says, um, hey, you know, like, where's Castle? Because he was supposed to meet, a very, having mm-hmm. a very important meeting. I think it was like at three o'clock in the afternoon. He didn't show up. And what's up with that? And Alexis is like, oh, no, he's meeting with with Stephen King, King the yeah. author. And, and uh, in fact, I have the number. Let me just call him there right now. I'll call his assistant. And she dials the number and it's like a... A, a disconnected, yeah. That well, was bad. Was yeah, and she, her. she of course, you know, like anyone. Oh, I must have misdialed. 
Yes. Nope. Yeah. But, and then, um, of course, I loved how Haley was checking tw- Stephen King's Twitter to see where he was. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where was he in South America or something? Yeah, it was like not and even then, in this country. So he's not even here. Yeah. And I love it when they, I mean, they can literally put clues together in like 10 seconds. So, boom. Mm. So now we've got those two ladies who are pretty fierce crime si- crime fodder- fighters. I've got, I've, I don't, it, I can't talk today. Can you <laughs> Did you me? drink last night? Too? Did I drink? I'm stuttering today because you yeah. drank last night. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're that connected. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> um, what happened to Svetlana and Dr. Livingstone? Oh, yes, they're the, the supposed other people they're yes. dating. I know. I think we'll hear about them, them again. Everyone loves those names. Those yeah, names. it's so funny. I bet the writers had a fun time sitting around coming up with that. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, so now that we know we've got everybody basically trying to find them, so now we also get to start to see the, the other side of the case unravel. Right, which is mm-hmm. we find out that um, our victim in the first place, Emma Matthews, um, also in the news station had been putting some tapes, downloading some tapes into the hard drive at the news station because she was onto a tip. Mm-hmm. She was gonna, she was working on a story of some kind, and she had a, a hot tip. So the uh, folks at the 12th precinct are able to access those tapes and they find out that what they are, are really creepy videos from yeah. two, um, from a couple named the Northcliffs were like famous psychiatrists <laughs> and they had been doing these creepy experiments and these were actually just hours and hours of footage of their own children solving problems and not being able to get up from a table. They had to sit there and solve problems. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we do know that experiments like this happen and, you know, are usually a little bit outdated. I mean, obviously this was like 20 years ago, but it was just like their own children. They're twins and that's, you know, of course we find out that the daughter killed herself because of this. I mean, in theory, yeah, all this mental torture of just being forced to sit in a chair and solve puzzles for like most of your childhood. Like, oh, so sad. Now, you know, one thing we haven't talked about either that was also on those videos. I mean, we only saw them briefly, but, um, was that, that little round puzzle that they were all playing with. And I'm sure there's folks out there that have a specific name for that. Do you, do you know a name for that sort of puzzle? No. That's on an axis like that. Yeah. Around axis. I don't either, but we would love it if any of you guys out there had any ideas. Write it on the message boards about what you would call that kind of a puzzle. Yeah, because I'm sure it has a special name, but I think I'm like, so I don't know. I think so, too. So not only had that poor girl commit the daughter, mm-hmm. who now has grown up, um, and they seem to be, what, in their 30s or so. Yes. Um, not only is she committed suicide, but literally just a few days before. Yeah. So obviously this is probably what prompted her twin brother to make this elaborate game plan. Yeah. I think it was like his final straw, right? Mm-hmm. So what you really have is you have really uh, creepy, kind of inappropriate um, uh, science experiment going on on these kids, probably in like the 1970s. Yeah. And it kind of got swept under the rug. And, um, and these kids were completely damaged because of it. Yeah. So. And that was what was interesting is how he picked who to put in there was based on them being swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing I missed. Now with Beckett, it was because of the 12th precinct and, yes. um, was Judah's wife worked for, um, like the child advocacy or some kind of child services 
that had ignored them as well, I think. Or okay. the school board. Yeah, there was something like that. But what was Simon and Meadows? Yeah. Simon and Meadows' connection to to Brandon. Yeah, because yeah, that was my thing is I kept right. rewinding right. it, but I'm like, they never explained theirs. So why were they there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did anyone catch that? That, 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 that was true. I mean, it really made sense once it all started yeah. unwind. Even though Castle was like, hey, you can't blame this on Beckett. She was like a child yeah. when this happened, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. But he had remembered that, um, he and his sister, basically, they're abused children, and that the 12th precinct had come by as some cops, you know, back in whatever, the 70s, no. and asked, like, five minutes of questions and then left. Yeah. And he harbored that. that resentment, so. And uh, Boo69Bs brings up, it was really cool when Kate made that puzzle into a bomb with the Play-Doh. I was like, yeah, that that was cool. Like, Oh, the Play-Doh. Yeah, yeah the Play-Doh moment was awesome. Yeah, it was neat that they... And they were, like, sitting at the little desk mm-hmm. doing it, Um, and the other gal helped her. And I love that they put that line in. Like, I thought maybe it would have some significance. Yeah. She goes, mm, I've always loved the smell of this stuff. Yeah, I thought it was funny. But... And I thought it was going to, like, lead to something, but I'm like, no, they just put it in because everyone says that. Yeah, it's like, Play-Doh smells good. <laughs> Doesn't taste that great, though. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> have you eaten it? Of course. Who didn't try it when you were a kid? You're like, eh. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of bland and a little salty, sort of like something. But it does smell good. Um, Okay. So, yeah. I mean, Beckett and Castle really became the leaders amongst their groups. Um, And they both also deduced that there was the right amount of guns in the bullet. Mm Mm-hmm. Guns in the bullet? Bullet in the guns? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day, right? Yeah. Already. Good. I think it's warm in here, too. Yeah. Can we get some air in here? Mm-hmm. Would you mind helping us out with some air? See, what's happening, guys, is that uh, in February, it's um, it's like 85 degrees in L.A. Yeah. We're warm. I'm sorry, those of you on the East Coast, but it's, you know, it's brutal here, too. 85. It is. It is. I had to put on jeans instead of shorts today. It was shocking. Um, thank you for turning on the air. We appreciate it. Um, smells okay. We're, we have some interesting comments on Play-Doh uh, on the message board. It's very mm-hmm. interesting. Okay, so so we have these we have these guns. Um, at one point, uh, the gal in with Beckett grabs the gun. Mm-hmm. She was kind of the the hot wire right from the beginning. The yeah, because she was the same gal who grabbed the cigarettes. Yeah, that was my yes. thing, is this Meadow chick was um hysterical to me, because I'm like, oh boy, she is just ready to kill someone, like, right off the bat, or just like, oh god, I gotta have a cigarette, you know, this, to me, I still have no idea why they were significant, her and her husband, but I thought she was entertaining, because it's like, alright, gun, I'm just gonna kill the both of you and get out of here. Yeah, she was hot Like, alright, lady. Okay, now, and even before that, we haven't mentioned that, um... The the other the guy who was a Judah or Simon fired on himself in the other room. Yeah, because the, the gun, gun shot was back. rigged. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. That was bad. That was a bad moment. Um. So we see him on that. Yeah. So we're like one man down, right? At this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So around uh, about this time, then the twelfth precinct is getting a little bit closer. Because um, they found out the address of the building, and they got some surveillance tape. Again, mm-hmm. surveillance tape. Very effective, people. Nope. When in doubt, pull out the tape. Yeah, that's why I don't get why they don't have cameras everywhere, right? 
It solves every crime. I know it does. It makes me want to go put more, more uh, cameras up. There's a lot of talk about maybe Beckett being pregnant. I don't know. There's, I mean, you know, people love to smells. She she has something about smells. Hmm, interesting. Okay, there's so there's a lot yeah. of talk. Is Beckett pregnant again? Which is kind of perpetual speculation, guys. But yeah, I mean, because yeah. that would be the natural progression of their relationship, and I think that's why you know everybody's always saying it ever since they got married is like, oh yeah, they need to have a baby. But I mean. Beckett wouldn't be able to be Beckett with a baby. <laughs> She'd be Mama Beckett. I know. Because, yeah. yeah, she can't run around and be a badass when she's, like, six months pregnant. <laughs> well, she could probably yeah. till, like, you know, seven or eight months. And yeah. She'd have to ch- chill. Yeah, bit. have to actually sit down and not wear the heels. And <laughs> it's like, see, that's the thing is I just can't see Beckett pregnant. <laughs> okay, let's take a poll and maybe um, yeah. at After Buzz, um TV Castle mm-hmm. will help mm-hmm. us out with this this week because we had some really fun polls yeah. going on um, online on Twitter, guys. Let's take a poll. Who thinks that Beckett will be pregnant before this series ends? And who thinks the series will end without Beckett being pregnant? That's a great poll. Yeah, that right? is a good one. Yeah, because there's yeah. so many people, you know, like me, where I'm just like, it would change the dynamics so much. I, I think, you know, if they're going to end it, she can be pregnant. Yeah, they can but go yeah, out like that, but yeah. it's not like we want to see them post-baby. No, yeah. and right. that is the thing. is like, because they both, you know, the whole thing is about them solving mysteries and going into dangerous situations. Parents don't need to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> they need to protect, yeah. their, protect their young. It's so much cooler in here, yeah. guys. It's like, whew, you feel that? Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God for air conditioning. Oh, it feels nice. Okay, so back to the surveillance video. Mm-hmm. So we see uh, Castle's sweet red car pull up and we see him go in the building and then there had been this uh this suggestion of a white van because we know that the guy at the news station drives a white van Mm -hmm. the the producer who didn't turn out to be involved in this but um they see on the side of the building a white van and then they look again and they see someone's feet sticking Mm -hmm. out of the van and a guy being stuffed in there so they pretty much have their address at this point yeah, and to me, it's just like, did people not expect it to be a white van? I think it was Nathan Fillion last night when live tweeting was talking about, you know, only criminals drive white vans. Uh, I mean, <laughs> did he? they're always suspicious. Oh my gosh, that's I awesome. hate to tell you what I call them. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, a van is very suspicious mm-hmm. at this point. I grew up with a, um, my family had a bright orange van. It was sweet. Oh, wow. Sweet. And it had a rug and a refrigerator in it. <laughs> that is awesome. Like a, a shag rug. Yeah. And do they still have it? Because I'm sure rad. it's worth like a million dollars now. You know what? It would be so cool if we did. But we, I think we sold it on, you know, like in the newspaper at some oh, point. Yeah. But we had it for a good 15 years. Oh, wow. Like we used that thing out. Yeah. That was fun. Um, so back to the creepy guy in the van. <laughs> um, so now uh, Beckett and Castle, prospectively, have both busted out of this room, their rooms, and um, they meet up in the hallway, both groups of people. And it was scary for a moment because it looked like maybe the guy who... We still don't know who set this up, right? Yeah. So we see a shadow and we're thinking maybe it's the guy who set this all up. Because I'm thinking, yeah. how are they going to even get out of the hallway? This yeah. Could, this could just get bad from here. It's not like they're free. And um, But Beckett's ready with the gun. And did you think when she was walking in the hallway with the gun, I'm like, what if the gun backfires on her? Yeah. I'm like, if you shoot a gun, you should do it like this. So if it backfires, 
doesn't hit the bullet doesn't hit you and castle said that he's like oh don't shoot it (laughs) it'll backfire (laughs) so it comes around the corner and it's castle and then they had a little hug that was a nice moment um and now the team is together so they're proceeding down the hallway they end up making their way into like a final room and the door shut and we know like this is the final stage of the game right um, yeah. And now the stakes are higher because there's these, there are the big handles on the door, on the walls. And we know it's sort of like, okay, now the couples are pit against each other and now they either gotta sink or swim, like they gotta get out of here. Meanwhile, all the folks at the 12th precinct are on their way, but there's a clock on the wall and it's ticking five minutes. So the heat is on. <laughs> yes. Well, and to me, in that room, I mean, it really didn't seem like it was booby trapped like some of the other ones, so you're like, it's clearly blank. What is going on here? Like, what what will happen uh, if they don't get out? You know, I mean, yeah, but it it, it didn't really like have a good stakes there. That yeah, that wasn't totally filled yeah. in. I mean, until the guy pulled out the gun um, off the wall, but we're not quite there yet. Mm-hmm. I, at first, I agree too because I'm like, so what are those levers yeah. going to do? Like, one lever's going to yeah, it didn't really make sense. So uh, a couple people get out of dodge. Um, and, uh, so we're left with this, this guy, Todd, and somehow Castle and Beckett were kind of on the other side of the room, so when the door opened, they didn't run out. And by the way, when the door opened, it was just like green plants. Yeah. You know, and the people ran out. I'm like, I wonder where they're running out to. Yeah, that was my thing is when they run out, are they yeah. like murdered by like, you know, something? Know. Or is there a booby trap out there? That's sort of what yes. I thought. I was like, we don't really know if they were okay. Like, <laughs> like, it's a, like, I know, like it's a good thing to be running out the door. I know. That's exactly what I thought. That's hilarious. Um, all right. So now though, Todd really reveals himself. Yeah. And and Beckett and Castle have already figured it out at this point. It's yeah. you, dude. Yeah, like it was pretty obvious that they knew it was him as soon as they stepped into that next room. It was uh-huh. like they said, you know, you ran in there knowing that it could be booby, you know, trapped and just like with the gun and the um the beasting and all this, you know, something didn't add up with this guy. Yep, yep. And uh of course I'm impressed with their skills knowing that mm. that they knew it was him cuz I didn't. Um, at which point he activates another cool little pocket on the wall and pulls out a bigger gun and just has mm-hmm, yeah. Beckett and Castle locked I love at the that end of the barrel. You did? <laughs> it's like, like you well, know, here's just a random shotgun that I had just in case you guys didn't kill each other. <laughs> like, you thought of that too? My plan B. <laughs> Not to mention the rent this guy was play- paying yeah. on the floor of this building or wherever we are, right? Yeah, I was thinking that maybe this is his parents, like, you know, doom area. So, uh, you know, Trust Fund Boy probably didn't pay for it. That's why he didn't mind destroying it. See, this was more backstory. Mm -hmm. We're creating backstory. Uh, Yeah, I just made this The writers didn't fill in, but it's logical if you think about it. Okay, um, but I was scared because we we just knew it was like a matter of seconds before the 12th precinct got there. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted them to, like, run in and get them. Yeah. and, I mean, this part was really sweet. I thought it was really cool because you could just tell how Beckett and Castle were under so... I mean, it was, like, so much pressure. Yeah. And how their mind. I felt like their minds were linked. Yeah, that they you were know? on the same wavelength the entire time on what to do. You know, they had this telepathic conversation about, yeah, we're going to get him. I'm going to take the gun and you're going <laughs> to... And then, and then Castle with this un- yeah. unscrewing the leather because yeah. he, he could see it was a pipe that could be unscrewed yeah. I was like that's awesome 
And he's like talking to the guy, so he's distracting him. Like, I'm not undoing a pipe over here. I'm not going to hit you with it. And then like, (laughs) he gets him. So, so actually, Castle and Becca really got themselves out of this situation. Yeah. And a few seconds later, then in comes the 12th precinct. Yes. And I loved how, um, you know, like, oh, how did you find us? And they're like, we had our best man on the job and it's Alexis. I was like, oh, that was really sweet. Yes. Alexis and Haley. Um, Alexis and Haley definitely played a huge part in solving this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, interesting episode. I mean, it was really, really different. I would actually like to look up, um, I'm going to look up right now just wh- who the writer was on this episode. Um, but for you, you really like this episode. This is yeah, like kind of really your good. cup of tea, right? Yeah, because the- I like the Saw movies actually, and I love puzzles and all that. So, it was really interesting. And to me, that's a part of Castle because he's a mystery writer. He's all about the mystery, the puzzles. So it kind of brought it back to, um, you know, old school Castle, back to just solving things. Yeah, totally. And for those people who, you know, like the, the, um, the mind element mm-hmm. of this show, like this was a great episode. And I, you know, I tend to kind of favor the episodes like we had a few weeks ago where, you know, there's like a musical theater number. Yeah, involved. that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, the the great thing about Castle is I feel like it kind of pleases different groups of people in that way. Each episode can be a different flavor. Yeah, because that's right? the thing is like whether you know you're a fan of Nathan's from his soap days, his sci-fi days, or you know you like the relationship between him and uh, Beckett and Castle, or the mystery, or you know like you say they do a lot of mm-hmm. musical type stuff. Um, yeah, there's literally episodes out there, you know that go with all of those things. So they're going to appeal to this fan or that fan or whatever. Yeah. And, and it takes a whole team of writers and probably different people have their different strength, I would imagine. And this episode, I, guys, I just pulled it up. It was written by Robert Bella. Uh, he's a staff writer and uh, it was directed by a woman, Jessica Yu. That's cool. There aren't a whole lot of female TV directors, so that's always uh, a really cool thing when you see that. Yeah, that actually uh, makes me wonder, because there's um, another soap opera actress, uh, actually two of them, that direct TV episodes. I'm surprised mm. that Nathan hasn't had them come over and direct Castle, especially um, Kimberly McCullough, who, you know, was on General Hospital, which is on ABC. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be interesting, since they're obviously open to female directors. I mean, the show is based around a strong woman. <laughs> Right, exactly. Now he, um, it looks like he maybe is going to be writing next week's episode too. So he's staff oh. writer on Castle. He's done mm-hmm. a lot. He's, boy, he's got a resume, guys. Check him out on IMDb. It's so interesting to see how all these people, um, you know, other projects they've worked on. For instance, he, he worked on The Help as well. The movie. Oh, that's a good So movie. it's just, yeah, it's interesting how it all comes back around. And speaking of all coming back around, I know that, um, this was an interesting week. Castle, uh, the show was, um, featured on Good Morning America yesterday morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which is, um, on ABC as well. So they did a little promo for the episode last night. I don't know if anyone caught it, um, but it was really fun. And it reminded me of a story that I wrote <laughs> when I, um, played a newscaster on Castle. It was like three years ago or so, but I got to go on set. And the day that I was acting, doing my few lines behind the desk as a newscaster, <laughs> I also got to interview Nathan oh, and, nice. and the gang. And so I was doing two things at once, which is really tricky. And that's what the newscaster from GMA did yesterday. So I was like, oh, I want to do that again. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. But it's cool. I love it when they let you go behind the scenes on a set and see 
see all see of those it. folks working, right? Yeah, because you you know what we see on TV is only like a the tip of the iceberg of what goes on. Like, and so it's yeah. really interesting to see what it is behind there. I know some people might be disappointed to find that you know you're not really in New York or this or that, but to me, it's just you know you're like, wow, that looks so different on TV. Oh, totally, absolutely, yes. Things do look different on TV. Like, all of Los Angeles mm-hmm. looks different on TV. Um, I feel like, you know when you see Los Angeles all the time in movies mm-hmm. and commercials, like, it's kind of the really super clean version of Los Angeles? Yeah, Do the one that, that doesn't exist. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> as someone who came from Dallas, Texas to here, it was just like, oh, wow. Like, this does not look like it does in the movies Is that true? Or TV. Is that what you thought? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm like, oh, where, like, this is it? Like, <laughs> I mean, there are, there are parts, there are parts that are yeah. very picturesque, but, um, but it's a big sprawling city as well. Yeah. But, um, but that's the whole illusion of television. Yeah, see, even yes. the city is more glamorous than it really is, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and the other thing that's cool, and are you a Walking Dead fan? Oh, big time. Did you know Nathan was on the Talking Dead? Yes, I did. I watched him, and he yes! was, he was so good on it. Like, cause to me, um, a lot of times when they get the celebrity guests, they can just be a little bit too talkative and like, wait, and yes. because they had, uh, Danae Guerrero who played Michonne, he basically just sat there and waited till he was ass, and I I was like, what a polite gentleman he was. And he was so funny because what I, if you haven't watched Walking Dead, mute it right now. So yeah, when Michonne, Spoiler. uh, Spoiler alert. I know. Thank you. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Wow. Thank you. But yeah, his comment on how he thought she might die because she hooked up with Rick. It was so cute. I was like, oh, he really is so much like Castle. He's like, first thing I thought was, <laughs> uh, that is super fun. Yeah. Now, I know that. Like, I can get that on demand. So, you guys check that. Check check out Nathan Fillion on the yeah. Talking Dead. If you're a Nathan it's really fan, funny. <laughs> yeah. And I think I just think he really gets. You know, yeah, it, kind of from Firefly. Like he understands a series like that that's so popular and has so many followers and. He's just a great guy. Yeah, and he's just a fan himself, you know? Yeah. Wanted to talk about it. That's what I love about that show is, like, you know, it's just fans, and, you know, you're like, where are your fans, and you're fans of that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up Season 8, Episode 12 of Castle. Thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, come back next week. We'll be here at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific Standard Time, our regular mm-hmm. slot. And Lucretia, where can they find you, girl? Well, if you can spell my name right, it's L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. And that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. And also tonight for the Better Call Saul after show here on AfterBuzz at 6 p.m. Without mm-hmm. liquor this time. Yeah, I'm I'll guessing. try not to drink. Ah. Saul, you know, is not mad. Although sometimes that's the thing no. to do if you're feeling a little tired and no. just have another one. <laughs> Hair hey of the guys. dog. <laughs> Hair of the dog. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you enjoying this show, Castle, just as much as we do. We'll see you next week. I'm J2 Snyder on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for giving us a thumbs up. Mwah! From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.